afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, for another great episode of Political Theater. It is I, Charles Nash, coming to you from Marion, Ohio, my home, town, and state, talking to you here on the Dark Night Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, I have not been on the air here in my studio since July, the end of July, here this year. Now, I back in July, I stopped doing this show because a lot of my content was being removed by a lot of my providers. Even Spotify here was removing my content. Now, for the last four or five months here that I have been off the air, I have had numerous people reach out to me. I've had a lot of people who listen to me saying that they were disappointed, they were saddened, I needed to come back. And, you know, they wanted to, they, they really wanted me to come back and, and talk about the news and everything that's that's going on in the news. And... I I didn't want to turn my back when I stopped the show the first time. And I'm back now. I've decided, you know, there's too many things to talk about that's going on. And I'm going to do my damnedest to keep everything from being taken down or any content from being removed. So that is my pledge to everybody here, and I'm going to try to bring you the news again with, without being biased from one side or the other, and that is my pledge to you to give you, you the information, you the listener, the information, and then you take what I give you, go out and do your own research, formulate your own conclusions on things. And we're going to go right back to where I left off. So, without further ado, again, I am back. Again, I, I, I'm glad to be back here in my studio doing what I love to do on my, my spare time. Because I don't make any money from this. This is all for you, my listening audience. So spread the word, Political Theater with Charles Nash is back. Now, getting into the news, I said I was going to be coming back here for a special show tonight, and I am. Now, if you're a resident of the city of Marion, Ohio, where I live, this show is going to, tonight's show is going to specifically target one key area. Now, I'm going to talk about some other news as well towards the end of the show, but the main focus of tonight is about what is going on down at City Hall in Marion, Ohio, my hometown, and it's not good. Now, here back in November last month, we had our election for the mayor many members of city council and different 
positions within the city of Marion was up for grabs. Now, as we all know, we have a new mayor. I have no issue with Bill Collins. He, he is the new mayor here in the city of Marion. Now, getting to him, though, there, there are some other issues that I want to bring up. If you work for the city of Marion, like I do, there's trouble brewing for everybody who is an employee of city of Marion. I don't care if you are in um, accounting. I don't care if you're in the fire department, the police department, the parks, the city parks department like I am, sanitation. I don't care what your job is. You all need to know what's going on. And, and also the, city, the, the people, the taxpayers here in the city of Marion need to know as well. Because it's not being fully told to everybody what's going on. And I have the inside scoop on this. Now, everybody knows that we have had really bad issues the last couple years here with the Marion City Auditor's Department. Now, the Auditor's Department, if you're not familiar with what the Auditor's Department does, they're the ones who's in charge of, well, paychecks for all city employees, the financial management of the entire city. It's broken down within different sections. I mean, they, they control the whole financial atmosphere. They are a large chunk of the financial atmosphere for your city. Now, before I get into the real nuts and bolts of this problem, what's going on, I want to go back to the old auditor, which was Republican Robert Landon. Now, if you haven't heard the news here way back, Robert Landon ended up resigning because he made not just a lot of financial mistakes, there was money missing, and they were going to prosecute Robert Landon. But to be really truthful about this, they didn't really go into full depths on prosecuting him. And there was a big investigation. Why? Because he was protected by his party. Now, I have told people I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I, I don't believe in parties. But in the political scope, at least here in Marion, parties will bend over backwards to protect people from being prosecuted, even if they've done wrong. Now, Robert Landon stepped down because of a lot of financial problems that he and, and shady issues that he was doing while he was the Marion City Auditor. You can go out and read all about Robert Landon. From the time he stepped down, all the investigations, I'm not going to get into all of that backwash into those investigations. And by the way, there is still there is still pending <clears throat> litigation against him. Because what a lot of people don't understand is the problem here started with him. The financial problems started with him. Now, see, you can be protected under the city of Marion, and many other cities do this. You can have a bond 
what they call a bond of protection that the city takes out on certain members and employees within the city. The auditor is one of them. And they can put a bond on someone to protect them. Let's say they make a $500,000 screw-up. The bond through the city, it's like an insurance policy, protects them up to $500,000. Everything that's after that, that individual is held reliable for. And there is still money <clears throat> that Robert Landon, that the city is still missing and trying to get back. Maybe you, the taxpayer, doesn't know this, but they plan on still going after Robert Landon. If that means they have to go in and start taking and selling his assets, which would mean his home, his car, anything that they can do to recoup the money that they're still missing within the city because the problem started with him and it went past his bond, his city bond, the city insurance on him. And don't think they're not going to recoup that money. They will. Now getting past Landon, after Landon resigned, we got a new auditor, which was appointed by the Republican Party of Marion. That was Miranda McGinnis. Now, she has tried to pick up the pieces where Robert Landon was failing and doing all sorts of shady things. Here's the problem. She had, the out of all the people that wanted this job, the Republican Party here in Marion picked her. She has done nothing but cripple and cause even more financial harm in the city of Marion. I know most people are saying, well, how did she do this? Where are your sources? Well, folks, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you this. It's so bad right now down at the city of Marion that the state auditor's department here the last several months has given up free time to come in and try to clean up the financial mess or the financial ruins going on down at City Hall at the auditor's office. Not only that, but the city of Marion is paying taxpayer money to a third-party source, a third-party company, a financial source, to try to also straighten out the mess that's going on down there at City Hall. Now, none of this has still yet to be fixed. As a matter of fact, it's getting so bad that when you start seeing people from the state auditor's department coming in, top people that never show up unless there's a problem, they never step out of an office and come, come down to another small town like Marion, like the city of Marion here, you know there's a problem. There was a board meeting, a city board meeting here. This was Monday night, yesterday. Would you like to know all the infighting that was going on? I know I have eyes and ears that are, that are down there. I, I know what's going on. 
Now, if you haven't heard, they finally convinced Miranda McGinnis to resign from her auditor's position. But here's the kicker, folks. If you go on, good example, Crawford County Now, they published this yesterday after the board meeting at 6.16 p.m. about how Miranda McGinnis is resigning from the auditor's position. But they neglected to say how that happened. And this is why I want to talk about the shady things going on downtown at City Hall that I think the public should be aware of. And not just you, the taxpayer here in the city of Marion, the residents of Marion, but everybody that works for the city, if you don't know what's going on, you, you don't need to be in the dark on this because this is going to affect everybody. Because what's coming this way is going to be mass layoffs, in my opinion, probably after the first of the year here. And it's going to affect people financially and their families. Now, I know some people are saying, well, how do you know this? Let me break it down to you like this. Does anybody know what it takes to run a city? You have to have revenue. You have to be able to manage your revenue. Well, if it's mismanaged, guess what happens? Everything folds up. And that's what's happening here. That's what's going to be happening. And if the state auditor has to step in like they're saying they're, they're going to and they take over... That is the first thing that they're going to do to right a ship that's going in the wrong direction financially. They're going to stop spending. So what does it mean when they stop spending? Well, they're going to start kicking people out the door with pink slips. Because they have to downsize the spending that's going on. They have to stop the bleeding. It's not just, well, you can't spend money on supplies or equipment no, no, no. Has to do also with the, the workers at the city. They will downsize every department until they see fit to get it within the green, out of the red, fiscally. Now, Miranda McGinnis resigned yesterday night from her position. And I want to tell everybody, she ran as an independent here in Marion for the auditor's position. Nobody ran even against her. So she, she is an elected official. And most people are saying, well, how did they get her to resign? Because they can't fire her. You're absolutely right. The new mayor cannot fire her. The current mayor, until he's done here another week, can't do anything. They actually tried to uh, have a vote here about a month, month and a half ago uh, down at City Hall to, to find her basically incompetent of doing her job. I mean, that she, she narrowly survived 
a vote of no confidence at Marion City Hall. That was on, excuse me, that wasn't last month. That was August the 14th. August the 14th, which was my birthday. That was back in August, folks. That vote ended on a deadlock four to four. One member was absent, which was the uh, city, um, the council president, Tom Schneider. Now, I want to tell everybody how they got her to resign from her position here willingly here yesterday night. Would you like to know? I'm going to read it. I'm not, I'm not making this up. I want to read to you. This is from many different sources. Marion Starr, Crawford County Now. <clears throat> you want to know how they got her? This is what they reported on. They said that she accepted another position within the city to assist in the transition. I have two sources. One is down at City Hall. I'm not going to name names and out people. Our new mayor, Bill Collins, ended up coaxing her into a position to get her out of the auditor's position. For all of this financial mess that she's in, that she's created, and now it's going to sit badly on on everybody in the city because, again, they're going to have to downsize city employment. It's going to happen. I know I'm going to hear backlash from this podcast because it's going to get around downtown. This podcast is. this uh, What I'm talking about here. And people is going to say, how does he know this? And I'm probably going to be told I need to watch what I'm saying. She was coaxed into getting another position. They didn't downsize her pay. And she has no repercussions of what she's done to the city of Marion and their financial outlook. And what it's going to end up impacting all of the people who's employed to the city and their families. Folks, it's coming. If you work for the city of Marion, you're going to end up getting a pink slip. It's going to happen. I don't care if what your position is. I'm telling you now, the city of Marion, and I'm not, and I know people are going to say, I'm already getting it lit up on my board here. You're bad-mouthing the new mayor and he's not even in office. I'm not bad-mouthing Bill Collins. I don't understand why he would give her an opportunity to get another position and stay employed, stay still remain employed in the city of Marion, knowing the financial blunder we're in. It's so bad, they don't even know. They don't even know. It was said during the meeting yesterday night. Her own office at the auditor, the assistant auditor, made the comment that they were going to stop producing checks this Friday. So does that mean employees are going to get paid next week through the city of Marion? Because we're already being told that the city is in negative, negative money. So how the hell are you going to pay employees to the city of Marion? And there is no repercussions at all. At all. 
Miranda McGinnis or anyone that is serving in the auditor's office. None of these people are even being held responsible, but yet they're still, they're, they're giving them another job? This reminds me of the swamp in Washington, D.C. This is why we're, the United States is trillions of dollars in debt. What is it, $34 trillion in debt now? Because we have incompetence in management all the way across the financial section, and then when they screw up, no one is held accountable. No one is held accountable. But you know who is held accountable? You know who suffers because of it? You and I, the taxpayers, the residents of the city or wherever you're at, and the middle-class worker. We are the ones who suffer because of their negative consequences for not caring and not knowing how to do their job. And that's just like I've heard this, this whole thing with her, with Miranda McGinnis. Well, I, I don't have the sources, the proper training. Then why didn't you ask for it? Why didn't you demand it when you took the position? That's just like the last month and a half to two months. The state auditor's department has given her over 60 hours of free time for the auditor's department. Then there's the third-party organization that they hired the financial company to also help out. You would think out of those two, you guys could balance the city's budget problem. Find out where you are financially, where we sit, rather it be positive or negative, and work from that number out. No. No, we didn't. She didn't. And we are worse now, in my opinion, and from what I'm seeing and hearing, even from the members of the city council, from our former and current mayor now, when you, you know it's bad when the new mayor, Bill Collins, comes in there and says, my first order is to find is to some find some way to get Miranda McGinnis to resign. That's a big statement. Out of all the problems that we have facing the city of Marion, that's that this is our number one problem, which should have been taken care of a while back. So it's just not just the Republican Party or the Democrat Party or the Democrat mayor that was down there, Scott Scherzer. This is a this is failure in management at City Hall across the board. Across the board. But nobody down there at City Hall is smart enough to realize that the State Department ended up coming in, and if they take over the whole 
enchilada down there in the auditor's office, boy, I'm telling you, you're going to see people getting pushed out the door. There will be no spending because there's no money. And they will, folks, in order to stop a hemorrhage. It's cuts across the board until they feel it's sustainable again. And it'll be that way for some time. But again, who's it going to affect? All the city employees in the city of Marion and the residents here in Marion. Now, folks, I, I'm coming into my first 30 minutes here of the show. I have to take my first commercial timeout. When we come back, I'm going to finish up this topic here before I move into the national news that I want to talk about because it, it, it hits right on the kicker with corruption across the board, not just financial corruption, but just corruption. People being sold for suckers on, well, I'm here to help you, and this is what I'm going to do. And then they're sold, everyone is sold down the river. So stay tuned. I've got more to talk about when we return. The passing of a loved one is not easy for yourself or your family. And pet loss and grief is not any easier. My friends, I want to tell everybody about a business in downtown Columbus. It's called Forever Friends Pet Cremation and Memorialization. Now, back in February, I lost Blue, my Bassa hound of 17 years. And I wanted to do something special for my friend. Blue traveled with me all over the United States, especially when I was in the armed services. And he was a loyal friend and companion to me and our family. And we wanted to memorialize Blue in the best way we could. So I had Forever Friends take Blue. They did all of the prep work and I had Blue cremated. Now it doesn't matter what type of pet you have, Forever Friends has you covered. And they have many different packages for you and your family to choose from. And they're easy and affordable. Now, if you want more information on them, there are many different ways you can contact Forever Friends. They are located in downtown Columbus, 2420 Advanced Business Center Drive, Columbus, Ohio, zip code 43228, or you can give them a telephone call at 614-683-9804. You can also find them at foreverfriendscolumbus.com. I highly recommend this company. If you're going through grief over a loss of a family pet, let them handle this issue for you. You won't be disappointed. Stress headaches, and long hours at work, that pain in your lower back that just won't go away, day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered, 
get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved? Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. Looking for the best seafood that you've ever had? Hands down, I have the best seafood restaurant I have ever been to in my entire life. That is the Seasoning Crab. They are located in downtown Columbus. It's 8665 Sankas Boulevard, zip code 43240. It's in the uh, Polaris District. Now folks, I went in there here a couple weeks back with my wife and let me tell you, that was some of the best steamed Food I have ever had. It's all seafood. They have everything that you can imagine on their menu. And it just fell apart in my mouth. My taste buds exploded with the food assortment that they had there. The flavors was phenomenal with the way they cooked it. And, you know, they, they even have online ordering. So if you can't drive out to the restaurant, you can order online, have it delivered to your residence. And I highly recommend this restaurant. It's a five-star restaurant, in my opinion. So if you want some of the best seafood, again, hands down, I would suggest going to the Seasoning Crab. They are open Monday through Sunday. Hours for operation vary. You can also go to their website at the seasoningcrab.com. And again, you can go in yourself or order, but the best food seafood I have ever had, hands down. My friends, how many people here love to fly? Maybe you've been on a vacation where it requires you to get in a big commercial airliner, or, or maybe you live somewhere local where you have an owner-operator and a small piloted plane who, who does personal rides. Well, if you're someone who loves to fly, or maybe you've never flown before, maybe you have some, some kids or family members you'd like to take up in the air, or maybe you just like to do some sightseeing, maybe see a sunset, 
take a night fly somewhere here around the Ohio area. Uh, maybe locally, maybe a couple miles out. Maybe you're someone who likes to do further rides for longer periods of time. Or again, maybe you're a photographer. You like to do some of those nice aerial pictures. Well, I have a great company for you. It's Sparks Fly. It is here in Mount Gilead, Ohio. It is a veteran owned and operated uh, business here and it's it's owned by pilot and owner Keith Sparks and I'm gonna tell you I had my kids go up here about a week ago and they had a phenomenal time going up in that plane of his now he's got many different types of airplane rides available from a mini tour your basic tour good values better values all the way up to even night flies uh, they go anywhere up from about 20 minutes all the way up to an hour and 30 minute ride. Prices vary on depending on the weather conditions, the time of the year, and where you want to go. But again, great, great company, a great aerial view. And I'm telling you, you will love this if you've never experienced this before. It, it, he is, he's got a great company, hands down. So they even do flight instructions for individuals too. Maybe you want to get your pilot's license. They do that as well. There are several different ways to contact Sparks Fly, and that is one, you can go to their webpage with it, which is www.sparksflyllc.com. You can also call owner Keith Sparks, phone number 419 Six zero six one three zero, or even drop him a line at Keith at SparksFlyLLC.com. My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired? Well, I have a great company here. It is KB, the Gravel Guy LLC. Now they are located in mid-Ohio, in the Ohio area. They are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB, the Gravel Guy, can take care of that for you. Now I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB, the Gravel Guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419-564-7231, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB, the gravel guy, for all of your gravel needs. Just 
And we are back. I have uh, Dire Straits here. Uh, that is the song Money for Nothing. And <clears throat> I thought that that would be a, a, a great song to come back on just because of the simple fact of what we're talking about here. Financial ruin within the city of Marion. Heck, not even just in the city of Marion. Financial ruins across the United States with incompetence, incompetent leadership at the helm. That's what we're talking about here. So I just thought money for nothing. Well, I thought that was an appropriate song to come back on from, from commercial break. Now, I have to share this with everybody. I had someone send me this here a second ago. It, it was a City of Marion employee sent this to me just a second ago. They said, uh, hey, Charles, um, have, have you seen what former, the former auditor, Robert Landon, posted on his, his Facebook page, his social media page? And he's got a big picture here on his very top of his page. It's, um, it says, Marion Auditor Miranda McGinnis resigning from office. And he's, he's got a big smiley face on there. What are you what are you laughing about? I mean, Mr. Landon, you're just as bad. You're just as corrupt. And and don't think that they're not going to come after those assets like I was talking about. They'll come after your home. So happy holidays to you, scumbag, as well. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you and Miranda McGinnis, in my opinion, they should be going after you guys for criminal charges and being financially responsible for what you've done down at City Hall. I'm going to tell everybody right now, I, I got a uh, another email here that they don't even know at the auditor's office how bad they're off. Normally, within the year, they like to spend about $15.3, million, $15.4 is what is in the budgetary system. They're over 18. So they're, they are in the fiscal red. So there you go, folks. And I, and I have another person who texted me. They, they said, um, this was on my social media page. They said, well, how, how many people is in the city of Marion? How, how are they planning on making up the revenue that's lost? Well, that's a good question. I, I'm not a financial planner here. I, I, I'm not even going to get into what it's going to take. I mean, you're talking about, it's not just the auditor's office, folks. The, tre the treasurer's office is, is the same way. I mean, you had, you had the treasurer's office here in Marion County. They lost, the, they, they lost a bunch of money, too. You had, again, no one is keeping checks and balances down at, City Hall. So now we have money. Good example, the Treasurer's Department with the Treasurer, Mr. Reese. He decided to not get with anybody in the financial planning departments down at, at, at City Hall. Rather it be the messed up auditor's office, the mayor, you know, anybody. He decided to move funds from bank to bank and the city of Marion's rainy day fund and ended up losing. I think they, they went, they, they lost a couple million dollars off that. Again, nobody 
Nobody communicating. This is what exactly what I'm talking about. If you are a taxpayer, you should be a seriously going down to City Hall when they have their meetings. I'll find out where the next one is. You should be going down there. Same playing with city employees. You should be going down there, especially if you may not get a paycheck next week. It's that bad, folks. But to, to answer the one person who texted me here that said, how are they going to make back the money? What is wh How many people was in the city of Marion? Well, here, here you go. Here's a, a breakdown of the city of Marion. We have a population of about 35,999 people. This was taken back in the census in 2020. Um, let's see, that was down slightly from a census taken back in 2010, which found 36,837 people in the city of Marion. So there you go. If you don't know where Marion's at on the map here in Marion, we are approximately 50 miles or 80 kilometers north of Columbus, folks. So there you have it. A little bit of information if you don't know anything about the city of Marion here. But it's, it is, folks. It's a financial ruin down there. And again, I'm doing this tonight, coming back on this topic with my show, because it, it's another grand example of individuals who ruin financially, economically, they ruin great places with stupid management, stupid ideas, and they know that they, they, they're being surrounded by people. Again, that's the other issue. When Robert Landon resigned, there was people down at City Hall in the auditor's office that knew had been there for a long time. 10, 15 years or more. They knew how the city was ran and how it worked. Guess what they did? They thought that they were corrupt too, so they got rid of them. Then Miranda Lambert came in. Or excuse me, excuse me. Miranda McGinnis, sorry. Miranda McGinnis came in. Her background is she was um, management in a bank. She got rid of all of the former staff, people that had many years of experience and surrounded herself with people with no experience whatsoever. And what happened? You have this. Let's say you're a manager, folks, and you have, let's just come out and say it. Let's say just say you're stupid. Let's just say you're stupid at your job. Okay. You don't surround yourself with, with more idiots, at least with people who know how to do the job. If you surround yourself with people who know how to do the job, you can at least make yourself look somewhat successful at your job. Even if you're a complete buffoon. Nope. Nope. Not here. We replaced people who knew how to do their jobs just because they were the opposite party. That's the other issue down at Marion City Hall. Republicans and Democrats, and this is why, folks, I hate parties. 
because when it comes to actually doing your job, serving the community, the people in the community, the taxpayers, which is what you're supposed to do, this is what happens. It erodes the atmosphere because everything has to be party-based. We can't reach across the table and work together. Hell no, they can't. Just like Washington, D.C., it happens even at the small levels. And that is a prime example of what's going on down at City Hall, Marion. And it's bad. So before I switch off to my national topic here for the night, again, bad things are brewing down at City Hall. I encourage everybody who is an employee of the City of Marion, I don't care if you're union protected or not. A union's only going to protect you folks for so long. Don't kid yourself with that. Everybody who is an employee, you need to be getting a hold of the mayor, the, the, the management within your departments, and you need to make a demand. Say, look, are we getting paid next week? Are we getting paid after further that after the first of the year? Where is my job sitting on the line right now? Same thing if you're a taxpayer here in the city of Marion. Folks, we have money missing. It's gone. The city's in negative. All hands are on deck. And a lot of people that was on deck, they're, they're leaving ship after next week. When the new administration comes in. And if you think the new administration is going to come in and figure this out, hell no. It takes time to find out where problems are. And when you have no experience in this and you're new to it, oh my God. The, wa the water is just going to be pouring into this ship. So if you're a taxpayer or you're a resident of the city of Marion, you better be start going down to these board meetings down at City Hall. And I will get more on that information when the next one is. You need to be down there. People need to start asking legit questions. And I'm not trying to put... Yes, you know what? I am. <clears throat> I am putting everybody down at City Hall on the spot. I'm putting the mayor... <clears throat> I am putting the auditor's office, because they're the assistant auditor... <clears throat> I'm putting your city councilman, <clears throat> I'm putting all of them on notice. This is being talked about and people definitely, definitely need to be held responsible for the, the individuals who have done wrong here. I'm sorry. Miranda McGinnis needs to also be held reliable. She shouldn't be rewarded with, well, we're going to give her another position to get her out of the auditor position. No. Absolutely not. I don't care if she's an elected official or not. You know, if I was not doing my job, I'd be shit-canned. They wouldn't put me in another position in another spot with the same pay. Hell no. No one would be doing that. No company in their right mind. I'm serious, folks. You all need to be down there at City Hall calling 
the new mayor, you need to be calling people in your department heads. You need to be calling down to City Hall about what's going on with the city. It's not just the employees of the city. It affects everybody in the city of Marion. Don't think it doesn't. And that's my final word on that tonight. Now, I've got two topics here on the national scale that I want to talk about because it has to do, again, with corruption financially and power corruption across the board. I've got this article here from Fox News. If you haven't seen the headlines today, you're going to hear it from my my mouth here first then. You've got Speaker Johnson. He is defending the vote to formalize an impeachment inquiry aimed White House impasse. Johnson says we have no choice. I'm going to read this to you here. It says the House Speaker Mike Johnson on Tuesday, today, defended a vote scheduled this week to formalize the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, arguing that unlike what Democrats did with the sham impeachment of former President Donald Trump, Republicans are committing to the rule of law. It says here, it says, Johnson explained that the House Republicans have come to an impasse and the investigations into President Biden's alleged involvement with his son, Hunter Biden's, business dealings. This is with the company Burisma and Chinese and international business dealings. That Joe Biden, again, has came out and said, I absolutely had no dealings with. It didn't interfere the time that I was vice president nor now president. Well, they now know and have known for a long time that that's been a lie. And new released emails here on Fox News and many other news outlets have come out showing emails now that Joe Biden directly had involvement with payments. We even have bank records now. Payments from his son, Hunter Biden, to Joe Biden from these business dealings. And it just gets worse. And now there's even going to be more documents coming out because they're saying that they're now pulling the emails, sensitive information emails, from the White House collaborated emails from Joe Biden to his son through those business dealings. And it'll be interesting when those come out to the public. Now, again, why am I on this topic? Corruption, folks. Corruption at the top. And who is going to pay for this in the end? You, the American taxpayer. You, us, the American people. That's who's going to pay for this. It isn't going to be Joe Biden. Rather, they impeach him or not. I don't even think, at this point, it doesn't even really matter to me. I know most people's going, well, Mr. Nash, why does it, why does it not matter? Why does it matter to me, folks? Because of the simple fact, even if they impeach Joe Biden tomorrow, Our country is already in financial disaster under his Biden economics. 
Hell, the only thing right now that's not up in price, believe it or not, is gas prices. I think here in Marion, I think they're at 268, 280 in some places, depending on if you're on the west or east side of town. I had someone ask me here the other day, well, why do you why do you think gas prices are down? I said, well, I can give you the answer to that. And he goes, well, I don't understand. The world's on fire. They said gas prices were going to go up with the, the conflict in the Middle East. Well, I can tell you why gas prices are going down here. Isn't it obvious? Look at the poll numbers right now. Donald Trump is ellipsing Joe Biden in every national poll. By double digits, Joe Biden was down to a 29% approval rating just the other day in a new national poll. I believe that was the, uh, let's see, MSNBC poll. What does that tell you? It is his, his presidency and running for a second term is eroding underneath him. Don't even look at the age conflict issue that's going on. That tells me right there, they have no choice. They know the economy has tanked. They know inflation is high. So what are they doing? Well, we, we know the poll numbers suck. Let's do something. Let's cut gas. But all it does is it just shows how, how messed up his own administration is because this is the same administration who just here yesterday on the 11th sent out from the White House to California $3 billion for the new Green Deal down there in California on their rail system. The rail system that I call the, no, to the, the road to nowhere. It's not even operational. It's a high-speed rail system that has never got off the ground. They sent $3 billion down there under their, their green energy deal. Folks, they stopped building that out in California years ago. So there you go. His administration is, is, is lowering gas prices because they're trying to get the vote. They're trying to get pulled back up on the poll numbers. But in the same aspect, they're sending mixed messages as they sweep under the rug all this money to these green new energy projects that, again, are failing. It's just like the electric car gas stations. Those are failing. The charge stations, those are failing. They're, I, I told everybody this. I told everybody this for the last two years. I said a great example of the failure with the electric car and the charging stations look no further than our neighbors over in Europe. There are fields of electric cars over there that has grass growing through them because they tried the same thing and it failed. Green energy on the electric cars failed. It failed because it's not going to go anywhere. It does, it does more damage to the environment than it does good. But that, again, that, that's another subject, which by the way, I got an email here the other day saying that one of my episodes, it was called, um, 
the lie in climate change had a 171% increase of uh, viewer listening than any of my other shows that I've ever done on this show. Just this year for the 2023 year alone. I'm hoping that that's a positive thing at the end of the year overlook here for Spotify. I'm hoping maybe that's educating people about the real lie and climate change, that it's a joke. So I, I, I was kind of happy to hear that, but I just I wanted to bring that up. The last bit of information here that I, I wanted to talk about is... Did everybody see this was this was on the hill? It was also on CNN. Did you see where you had Senate Democrats today? They're pressing the Supreme Court, especially Justice Thomas, to recruit to recruit himself. Recuse himself, excuse me, from the Trump immunity case. You do know that uh, that the investigator Jack Smith he he pressed the Supreme Court yesterday for a motion to speed up the the whole battle that's going on right now with Donald Trump and the federal government over if he had immunity or not while president over the January 6th attacks and if he has immunity when he was sitting president when it comes to classified the whole classified information issue with his home in Marliago. You know what they're going to come back and say. I can guarantee the Supreme Court's going to say he had immunity. It's right there in black and white, folks. There's already a legislative law that a sitting president cannot be prosecuted for doing his job. So, but I, I'm just laughing, though, at this article here that, that, that Democrats, Senate Democrats, you know it's Chucky Schumer and many other ones, are, are sitting there trying to press Justice Thomas to recruit himself from the Trump immunity case here. Why? Because they're hoping they can they can attack certain justices like Thomas who his wife and him are Trump supporters. They don't want that as a vote to end this whole charade, this whole attack, this court attack charade against Donald Trump. They're afraid this will end it especially since Donald Trump is killing everyone in the GOP polls right now, and Joe Biden. Which, by the way, did you see that um, the Iowa caucus that's coming up, there's going to be a debate. It's going to be moderated by CNN. And they just said today, this was on Newsmax, I, I read this, that uh, Governor DeSantis is the lone candidate that's, he's the only candidate that's committed to the Iowa debate. Haley said she is, Nikki Haley said she is not going to be attending the event. 
and um, Chris Christie and Vivek is uh, not going to be able to even make it, they said, because they don't qualify. And you know damn well Donald Trump isn't going to show up for that. Why, why should he? I mean, he's 60-plus he's points ahead in the polls. So why would he commit political suicide? He's not going to. If he hasn't been in the debate yet, why would he be at the Iowa Debate Caucus? He's not going to be. Well, folks, that is uh, that is tonight's show. I'm only going to run here for an hour for my first night back. Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I, I know I've got listeners that have fallen off since July, <clears throat> and it's because I've been gone, and I said I wasn't going to come back because of the issues with them modernizing and taking off to Spotify and different networks with my material. I'm kind of hoping since I've been gone here the last couple months, maybe they won't toil with, with taking out my content. So we'll have to see. So I, I plan on being back most likely uh, probably the week before New Year's. I won't be back here next week because of Christmas. Um, a lot of people are traveling are traveling with the Christmas holiday. Um, I'll try to be back here again for another episode, uh, probably around right before New Year's or after New Year's for sure. So just stay tuned. <clears throat> I've got to get everything back up in a, a scheduled format here. So, But you can bet your bottom dollar, and I'm not talking fiscal irresponsibility here, I will be back to bring you newsworthy news every week. So until I come back here, folks, I hope everybody a safe and happy holiday, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year going into the 2024 year. This is Charles Nash with Political Theater saying to you, have a good holiday and a good night.